This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 355 of the Good Neighbor Podcast, and today it's the one and only Brian Franklin. Now, Brian is with ERP Enterprises. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing very well. Pleasure to be on this podcast with you. Well, it's a pleasure here, and your your reputation proceeds. It's it's I've heard a lot about you, and I'm expecting a lot. So I, I'm totally putting you on the spot today, mainly because it's Friday afternoon, and I just feel like messing with people. But now I'm I'm kidding, man. So <laughs> let's start with Herb Enterprises. Tell us about what you're doing there. So my role in Herb Enterprises is a broker manager. Uh, what that basically means is my job is to pat my head and rub my belly at the same time. Ooh. I help other agents be great while also expanding my business as well. Wow. 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 So who are you working with and, and what kind of uh, services you providing? Well, uh, who am I working with? Now, agent wise, you actually met one of my teammates and he's great. He trains me as much as um, as much as I work with him. Mark, he was on your show uh, yeah, um, yeah. And, um, but really my, my clients are people who are looking for advice and actually signing up for anything in, re- in regards to Medicare, life insurance, health insurance, disability insurance, all the, all the nitty gritty, ugly things that we try to avoid. Mostly I try to be an expert mm-hmm. at, it, so I can take that off of your shoulders. So anything that makes our eyes glaze over, you can help us with. Like yeah, well, I try to be. And- I, I want to be exciting <laughs> for the things that people hate doing. So the thing I want when people think of insurance, I don't think anyone's. Uh, they're, they're not releasing the good hormones in their brain and getting excited. They're mostly, oh my goodness. So I'm the opposite of that. If you get me going, I can probably burn an hour. You got an hour? <laughs> oh boy, run, Charlie, run! No, I'm I'm, I'm going to hang here with you. <laughs> But yeah, I'm really I'm really passionate about those things because I find that most people being undereducated in those things can do a lot of harm. So just knowing how it works is a is a tool. I like to provide that tool. All right. So let's uh, let's talk about then just for a couple of minutes. We don't have to go a whole hour. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, that whole marketplace thing and health insurance and, you know, one time a year you need to enroll and all that. What's that all about? Give us I think that's a great question. Yeah. Um, health insurance in this country is is it's very muddy. There's a lot of <laughs> dirt involved. It's very muddy when, especially when I t- speak to foreigners from other country and Germany and other places of the world. Just by comparison, it is a whole different animal. Uh, specifically, when it comes to the marketplace, what you're doing, you you have private companies that are working uh, along uh, the federal government and creating certain mandates that says. The, the easiest way I can put it, you have a private company that has to follow the rules that Uncle Sam gave them. Mm. And what that does for the consumer is that it makes sure that they can get health insurance without getting declined or getting a denial based off of their health. That's the right. good side of it. The bad side of it is because Uncle Sam has his hands on it. Uh, there's rules. There's always going to be more rules for the consumer. Okay. Uh, one of which is that when you sign up for these plans, you can only sign up at very, very specific times of the year. Outside of that, you're kind of out of luck. Um, and, you know, unless you have a very special enrollment period, but most of us don't fall into that. So you got to sign up when they say, when they open the doors, run through. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and then in addition to that, you know, it is income-based help. So the price for those, pil- for those plans are very high for all of us. But if your income is low enough, 
or your household is large enough, the government will step in and say, okay, we'll pay part of this bill. The bill still exists, but we'll pay part of it. Okay. But all if you wind up having a phenomenal year and your business is growing, your income is, is going up, and you didn't expect that, Uncle Sam at the end of the year will say, hey, you owe us that back. That's <laughs> you pay up, buddy. <laughs> pay up, buddy. So that's what's happening now with the marketplace, and and it's very competitive. There's a lot of things going on with that. Uh, I don't personally do. I'm actually the alternative to marketplace. I'm a private insurance guy, huh. so I enroll people all year long, um, no matter when you want it, however long you want it. If you want insurance for three months, I can do it. If you want insurance for three years, I got it. So I go the private side. Okay. So uh, for someone who missed that enrollment, you can help. And, and for that matter, I guess someone who is in the you know, healthcare program, can, do you help those folks as well? Kind of free them yeah. from that? And yeah. yeah. So a person, or if a person doesn't typically, in my perspective, at least in the Southwest Florida region of Florida, uh, if you qualify for a subsidy, you should, a, a good subsidy, you should probably be on the marketplace. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to write you because it makes more sense to go that route yeah. for most people. But outside of that, one thing to consider is that there's a lot of rules. Sometimes the networks are horrible or sometimes you just can't afford it. So what happens is if a person see, foresees they're going to make a lot of money and they're going to get hit with a tax lien or something like that, they may come to me mid-year and say, hey, I need to leave hmm. the marketplace. Okay, what can you do for me outside of the marketplace? And then that's when we go down that road. Okay. Um, or just if someone says, hey, I have a teenager that's going off to college and I want to give them some health insurance. Uh, I mean, anything. There's so many number number of circumstances I'm able to help. Okay. That's very helpful. Good to know. I didn't know that. So how did you get in? What was your journey like into the insurance world and the insurance business? Well, uh, I'd like to joke when I tell people no one, very few people are in high school or in middle school thinking, wow, I really cannot wait to be an insurance agent. So the, the journey is always an interesting one with these insurance guys. Myself, uh, I'm a restaurant guy. So I came from the restaurant industry. I managed local uh, full service and fast food restaurants, store manager, general manager. And uh, the weirdest epiphany, I'm working, you know, busting my behind off. And I said, hey, I think I want to do insurance. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to learn about the life insurance side, which is part of some of the things that I do. I learned about life insurance and it interests me so much that I started going on this journey, uh, hmm. self-motivated journey. And I just started researching. I read books and the blogs, the YouTubes. And, and I said, you know, I think I want to get licensed in this. And my journey kind of took off from there. The longer, the more I learned, the more, uh, the more invested I am into it the more vested and passionate I am about it. Wow. Wow. So you actually had an insurance bug, just something inside of you said, this insurance thing is so dang interesting. I want to learn more and make a career out of it, huh? That is, uh, it is, it is really unusual, but yes, yes. Literally, literally it was, uh, I was, you know, occasionally some of my biggest supporters are my coworkers from the past and they will vouch that I would be working. And I'm like, man, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be in this heat and I, I want to be an insurance agent. And like what? And, and so much so that at one point in my decision to be an insurance agent, I, uh, I decided that I wanted to get a job in sales with, with Verizon or truly Nolan or places like that, uh -huh. not to be a Verizon guy, but to prepare myself 
for an insurance industry. I was trying to create these, and then I wind up I wound up just going for it. Wow, good for you, man. Jeez, I love it. I love it. So, how about when it comes to myths in the insurance industry? What do you hear, and and what can you help our listeners with? Well, you know that is such a great question. Um, myths in this industry, there are hundreds of them. Some things are as true as you think they are. The insurance companies do not typically want to pay out a bunch of things. So that's something that if you think that is, I can vouch and say they don't. Um, but education, they, it's all about contracts. And a lot of things are written in black and white. And if you understand that, you can make them hold their into the bargain. So navigation is big thing. So I guess the biggest myth that I think people have is that if they work with, if they work with a, um, an agent, that they're going to pay more for their services, but actually they cost you nothing to work with an agent. You go online, you don't know what you're researching, you talk to an agent and they can actually navigate for you and you don't have to pay a charge for that. Nice. Nice. And uh, yeah, I would, I would highly encourage that. It's uh, I mean, if you're looking for a great way to get a headache, it's try to figure out insurance on your own. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Better, faster way. There's no better fat. And you, you kind of want to put that on someone else. I was like, well, somebody <laughs> has to do it. And if you could put that on someone who spends their entire day reading over these things and navigating and understanding how all of all these contracts and policies move, okay, put it on that guy. So at least you have someone that you can look at and yell at other than just ah, pulling. I lost my hair. The, the, the <laughs> listeners don't know this, but I'm 30 and I'm bald. I lost my hair over it. So there you go. But you still love it, so I still love it. Willing to sacrifice, make make personal sacrifices for the cause. I love it. Exactly, exactly. So, how about Brian? When you're not doing the insurance thing, what are you doing for fun? Well, uh, I am a father of three, so I spend time with my children. Uh, in addition to that, uh, I also host and coordinate poetry and art events. Uh, around the Southwest Florida community, so I'm really big into the arts community and promoting. Uh, amateur individuals getting a professional opportunity to to get their work out. So whether you're a singer or a dancer or a painter, photographer, graphic designer, um, I love being around creatives. Wow. Wow. And so, so are you a writer or what, what's your, uh... <laughs> so uh, I joke with people, I dabble in a few things. Um, I do a little bit of writing, but generally speaking, I'm a fan first. So I just want to see other people be great. Sometimes people create platforms to get their, their talents out. I, I would rather create a platform to allow others to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool, man. You are delivering. I was just messing with you earlier and you're really coming through here. <laughs> so, thank you, thank you. How about when it comes to a life challenge or hardship? You know, looking back, uh, you can now say, hey, it was a rough time, but I got through it. And because of it, I'm now better for it. I'm stronger. Well, I think that the, the obvious question, I mean, the obvious answer to that would be COVID. Uh, that's something we can all agree at some point and just going through this new era uh, of things moving so fast and, and the, the, the era of uncertainty and, and, and new, new beginnings. But in this is a lot of opportunity uh, for, for people to get focused and double down on what they're doing. So I, I find that the whole, my entire life has been a journey. Um, I'm actually from Philadelphia. And uh, yeah. I was born, yeah, I'm from Philly, and uh, we have uh, the area that I grew up in was in rough. I'm the I'm the fresh prince, 
Fresh Prince of Southwest Florida, I guess, or something. South Philly. But yeah, so I, I had to I had to get out of Philly so that I can uh, I could so for some for survival really. And uh, I was, it's a blessing to have arrived in Southwest Florida of all places and build a family and a business. Good for you. Good for you. You have family back in Philly still? Yes. Oh, lots of family. We're, we're uh, half the people in Philly are related to me. I don't even, I walk down the street and my father's like, Hey, that's your cousin. And I'm like, okay, I guess, <laughs> I guess no matter what they look what? like, people don't even look like me. And he's like, yeah, that's your, that's your cousin, my third uncle. And da, 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 da. so yeah, lots of family in Philadelphia, very little family down here, but yeah. I've married into a great family. Um, you know, I have my, my sister and my, my, my mother's, my mother and my sister here, but most of the people I know are just people that I create, the family I created, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, the family in Southwest Florida are all people that I, I've created those relationships. So that's pretty awesome. That's great. And you're still an Eagles fan, I hope. I am an Eagles fan until I die. They, right, so. they, may, they may frustrate me, but that's all part of being an Eagles fan. The only people that can talk bad about the Eagles are Eagles fans. Outside of that. <laughs> uh, and there's a lot of that going on right now with Wentz, so. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. a ton of that, man. It's, it's, it's a stressful thing. You got to walk away from it sometimes. Just so you know, <laughs> blood pressure high. Oh, man. So then the next question, of course, revolves around the Super Bowl. You know, are you a big Andy Reid fan and therefore going for the uh, Chiefs? <laughs> or are you are just a flat-out Tom Brady hater and also, you know, cheering oh, for the man. Chiefs? It's, it's very it's very frustrating thing because I've always liked Tom. I just hated the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, a good point. I respect I respect the Tom, but Andy <laughs> Reid is my guy. Andy Reid is my guy, and I know a lot of people from that part of the world. So I'm gonna have to go Chiefs hands down. Any anything Andy Reid touches, he's a good man. That's yeah. that's a good man. Sometimes football aside, you just look at somebody and go, well, that, that's a quality man right there, yeah. and you, you want to align yourself with that. So I like his ethics and how he approaches life and the game. That's good. Good stuff. So one thing you wish our listeners knew about you and your company, what would that be? Well, the, the one thing I, I wish they knew was my phone number, 239-6-7-4-7-5. But outside of knowing my number to, to reach out, uh, I want people to know that, you know, in regards to the insurance industry, it doesn't have to be the way it's advertised. It's not a doesn't have to be a salty, draining, frustrating process. And even still, you don't have to go at it alone. Um, I think the company that I work for, uh, Urban Enterprise, empowers me to be able to give people options and, and a stress-free environment. And just to have them know that there's somebody there, compassion, and do it with intention. So like there's a direction to it. It's not just, you know, throwing something on the wall and see if it sticks. It's like, okay, let's create a plan. And let's know how that plan works and let's have a contingency plan. And a lot of people in when it comes to insurance, they don't even talk to their agent. They're, who just signed you up? I don't know. Somebody on a toll-free number or some guy that I met at, you know, three years ago. Well, we're here and we're continuously here throughout the relationship. So there's that. Love it. Love it. Well, this is a chance uh, you get to again share your phone number in any other way. How can our listeners get in touch with you? <laughs> So the call, I'm one call away, as I say. Uh, I'd, I'd like to do the phone call with people and, and speak to them and then meet in person if it allows or Zoom. Uh, so my phone number is going to be 239-672-7475. Um, I can be reached. I just have to be reached six days out of the week. Only take Sunday off, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. <laughs> so even if it's after business, you give me a call. It's very casual. Um, no pressure. And just ask questions. Just let me know what do you need to know. 
and I'll do my very best to find the answers. Terrific. Well, Brian, I got to hand it to you. You really pulled off this insurance topic like <laughs> a true gentleman and uh, it was somewhat entertaining. Actually, it was very entertaining. So awesome <laughs> job. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Being, it's, it's a pleasure being part uh, of what you're doing and giving Relax. the opportunity for businesses in Southwest Florida to be good neighbors. And that is outstanding right there. So that's great. So it's all about. All right, man. Well, we wish you the best and we'll stay in touch. All right. Sounds like a plan. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.